down for the food concern. So we always got to have more health right. Amen. So yeah, the kitchen looks good. Uh, I'll get my trip in it as I hit this. Yes, sir. Who? You said angels came down and gave the wrong doctrines and all that. Remember you talking about that? No, yeah, I, I, I read out of Colossians. So is that why um, we're supposed to judge angels when we get to heaven? Uh, boy, that's... <laughs> now, you went, you went through Sandusky on that one, but uh, that's, old, that's old penitentiary saying, Sandusky. You, you know about Sandusky? <laughs> you got to be, you gotta be a, a older guy. This guy here knows he's been down 43 years. That's what he said. What's your name, Mike? Yeah, Mike had a life sentence, so he said he did 43. So he got, he got, he got Johnny B. Well, at least that's what he said. Praise the Lord. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I don't know, but I, but I, I, what I, what I was saying is, uh, you know, I didn't say that. It was close to that. I read Colossians one, and uh, where Paul says. Well, it ain't Colossians 1, it's Galatians 1, where Paul says that even if an angel, uh, was that Galatians 1? Okay, uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, 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 uh. well, it's in there. Paul says in one of these, one of these verses, is it 1 and 8? Right, there it is right there. That's what it said. I just wanted y'all to find it. Colossians, Galatians 1 and 6, Paul said, I marvel that you all turned away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let it be accursed. So I brought that verse out the last time we were together to talk about their, uh, what the Bible calls doctrines of demons. And, and doctrines of devils. Uh, and, you know, angels are, are fallen angels. I mean, demons are fallen angels. Y'all got that? That's what demons are fallen angels, all right? There is doctrines of devils uh, the Bible talks about. But... Uh, so what and focal here and I mentioned a bunch of groups the last time uh, that were cults and I said that you can tell a cult because they the, the, the founders you know what I'm saying of that religion if you will uh, they got their advice from some angel whom they said you know what I'm saying or some they got their information from something other than the Holy Bible you got that? You know, I named some groups. I'll, I'll name them again. They're probably watching my Facebook. But this is a Christian service. So there are groups like Jehovah's Witness, Church of the Latter-day Saints, Islam, to name a few. All of those were started by someone that had a vision or a revelation Revelation means something that's revealed to you. You know what I'm talking about? Spiritual revelation, they say, is something that was revealed to them that hasn't been revealed to somebody else. And they got that revelation from some angel, which is what they said, 
or some man received that revelation in a dream, you understand what I'm saying, or an angel, and here's the deal, but it does not line up with your Bible. So Paul says another gospel, which is not another gospel. Y'all follow what I'm saying right there? In other words, they receive a revelation that uh, the Bible is not true. All of it ain't there. And this angel or this being or this revelation I got revealed to me the real thing. You feel what I'm talking about? Am, am I making sense? Yes. All right. Paul says that if an angel or anybody else share with you something that is different than what he preaches, he said, let that person be accursed. Y'all get that? So he says, if a man do, do it, or an angel, or any, any, way, any way you get information from anybody that goes against this Bible right here, do not receive it. Now there's everybody, especially, you know, I'm going to say this because I can say this now, but it's Black History Month. Right? So Black History Month, you hear a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Amen. Like everybody in the Bible is black. And that was revealed to them. And the Bible is a white man's lie. And that was revealed to them. Oh, y'all still hear that? You know what I mean? And, and all, that, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, that, 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 that's, that, those are lies. They heard it from angels or read other books. There's all kind of books out there. You know what I'm saying? They're saying the Bible ain't true. There's books out there since I'm on this subject that say that Jesus did miracles, you know what I'm saying, when he was a little child. They turned clay pigeons into real pigeons. Are y'all still hearing how? There's all kind of stuff out there like that. Now, here's the deal. None of that's in this book right here. So what is that saying? That's saying, yeah, but the people who don't know, that's saying that what their God, what they got, is true, and this right here is a lie, because what they said ain't in here. So that means this ain't right. You see the deception? No, if what you're saying ain't in here, you ain't right. But now if you don't know what's in here, and even if you do know what's in here, and you listen to that, are y'all still here in the house, then the purpose of that is to get you to deny the word of God. Those are devils. Now devils can't get, uh, devils can't speak on their own. All right, because they're spirits. You know what I'm saying? They are spirit. They don't have no access to this natural world. This is a natural world. This ain't no spiritual world. We're living in a natural world. We are spiritual beings in a physical body, and we live in a natural world. You feel what I'm talking about? Demons are in the spirit world. Jesus is in the spirit world. God is in the spirit world. Angels are in the spirit world, and demons are in the spirit world. You don't see God coming down here talking to you, right? I, I said, right? You don't see Jesus coming down here and talking to you now, right? You don't see the Holy Spirit coming down here, right? <laughs> you, you, you receive Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit through faith. I believe that I receive because the Word says so. But you ain't never seen it. Or, 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 am I making sense? Why? Because they are spiritual beings. The Bible said, John chapter 4, God, the Bible said, God said, God is a spirit. 
John 4. God is a spirit. He's not a physical being. He is a, he is a spirit being. You feel what I'm talking about? Okay, John 4 and 24. Y'all can look at it real quick so you know where it's at. John 4 and 24. Oh, now when I preach that, when I preach a uh, 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 black history services, which I might do a little something of that tonight, uh, I, I always said that. When I go in there, I always said, I, I always said, the Bible tells you what color God is. And then I said, turn to John 4 and 24, and it'll tell you what color God is. And anywhere I go, any service, people ain't never read the Bible. They, they heard them get to the Bible because they want to see what color God is. And then they read John 4 and 24. God is a spirit. That's what color he is. He's spirit. <laughs> you, and you can't see no spirit. Y'all still hear that? You can't see no spirit unless you are uh, got discernment of spirits, which is a spiritual gift. And most people don't. Most people got the gift of suspicion. And they think it's a gift of discernment, but it ain't. It's a gift of, of suspicion. They, su they suspect everybody. But so just like God, uh, what God does, God gets in people. You see what I'm saying? The Bible says this, we preach the gospel with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven. What that means is the woman is not preaching the gospel. The man is not preaching the gospel. It's the Holy Spirit in them, using them to preach the gospel. Y'all got a hold of that? Now, that, now, if I was talking to real deep spiritual people, I would say that's revelation. God gives the pastor, gives the pastor with male or female revelation, and then they share that revelation with you. That's a little deep for you. So I'll bring it down to a you know minute level, and that is. The Holy Spirit in the man and the Holy Spirit in the woman is one during the preaching. Amen. But for those that's watching by uh, uh, TV, see, you know, I had to up it a little bit so they know I, I do have a little sense. But it's actually revelation knowledge coming to that speaker, male or female, and that revelation knowledge is coming from God. In other words, there's something God revealed to that pastor, male or female, what he wants shared in that congregation. So when that woman preach or that man preach, y'all looking at the flesh until you grow in God. But you look at the flesh and you judge it based on the container that is in. And you miss God because you're judging the container. Was that all right? You are a container. You is a container. You could, and, 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 and you are a spirit which can't be seen. You have a soul which can't be seen. And you live in a physical body that can be seen. Your body is your container. When your container gets damaged, you got to go. Y'all still in hell? I've seen people leave. I didn't see them leave. I just seen them stop breathing. I didn't see that body float out of there. Are y'all still here in the house? I didn't see. Only thing I seen was the body stop breathing 
and it was declared to be dead. Well, why is that? The spirit, the life that was in it, the spirit left. Why come I didn't see the spirit? Because you ain't, you ain't no spirit. You ain't in the spirit. Are y'all still in hell? A spirit has to have a container to operate in this world here. I'm going to go a little deeper on, it, on you. Just for those that want something deep. God lives in the fourth dimension. We live in the third dimension. There is another dimension. That's where God lives at. <laughs> and so everybody down here on earth is in the third dimension. You have to have a physical body to float, to operate in this third dimension. Amen. You don't need no physical body to operate in the fourth dimension. But if you want to be seen in the third dimension, you got to have a container on. Are y'all y'all still y'all y'all still here now? So what happens is demons get into your container, and then those demons causes you to speak demonic stuff. Every time you cuss, that was the devil, which I know y'all don't cuss. <laughs> Quiet in this great Baptist church, but uh. <laughs> We ain't no Baptists. Don't get nervous now. But, uh, <laughs> but my point, I could say Pentecostal. I don't want nobody to get offended. You know, I'm, I, I'm not mad at the Baptists. You know, they get people saved. Uh, my point, I, don't worry about it. So my point is, I'm still answering that question. We are spiritual beings in the physical body. You see what I'm saying? When you die and go to heaven, you're going to a spiritual place. Ain't no flesh and blood up there. Your flesh and your blood is down there in that, in that box. You all tell them, saying, I'll burn them in the fire. You all tell them, talking about, but uh, that ain't you. That's the house you lived in. That's the container that you was in. Amen. Now, I hit this because I've been, you know, I've, you know, I've been preaching it. Last, I mean, anyway, I've been busy. Uh, there's only two things that you need to consider. If there is no heaven and there is no hell, when you're dead, you're just dead. Ain't nothing else. Nothing. Nada. You just do. You know, like going to sleep and then waking up. Do. If it ain't no heaven or hell, it ain't nothing. You're just dead. But if there is a heaven and a hell, that means there's something else after you die. Is that correct? Now you can say it ain't nothing, ain't nothing, ain't nothing, ain't nothing. Y'all saying when I'm dead, I'm dead, okay. Fine. But if there is a heaven and a hell, boy, you're in trouble. Because you didn't think it was nothing, but then you slipped out of here and found out, boy, hell is hot! <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I mean, just something for you to think about. Okay, it ain't no heaven, it ain't no hell, I don't believe in none of that. Okay, then that means when you die, ain't nothing, that you just dead. Nothing. But if there is a heaven and a hell, you're going to be in hell believing that. Amen. And ain't no getting out. That's just something for you to think about. I don't believe in none of that. Okay, fine. I always say, I'll tell you, there's no atheist in hell. None. 
They didn't believe God up here, but when they died, they became believers. But it was too late. <laughs> because, are y'all still here in the house? <laughs> there is, you know what I mean, there is life after death. Are y'all still here now? There is life after death. Now that's the, that's the thing, that's the gospel. Now, Jesus proved that because he's the only one that came back. Right? How many didn't come back? None of the rest of them came back. But Jesus came back. Well, how do you know Jesus came back? Because they have dug up the whole Middle East. Everything in your Bible, I always say this for scholars, Thompson Chain Reference Bible, one of the greatest study Bibles it is, it's not the best. But far as historical events and all that, nothing comes close to the, to the Thompson Chain. In the back of the Thompson Chain, which I do have a few of them, I sell them for $25.95. Y'all said they would smile, that's how you talk, you know. But anyway, <laughs> but my point, I do have some. But in the back of that, in the back of that, it has archaeological Supplement. Y'all said to the Bible. And it starts with A and goes all the way to Z. And everything in that Bible, y'all see what I'm saying? Place, you know, places and you know, places, places in the Bible from A to Z has been discovered, and all of it is documented in your Thompson Chain Bible in the back of it. Everything, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it. Everything in there. In the Thompson chain, in the back of that, the, the archaeological uh, supplement, from A to Z, that's mentioned in the Bible, place, place or thing. Y'all see what I'm saying? It's in, the, it's in the back of that, tells you when it was discovered, where they discovered it, year, date, the whole nine. It's in the back of the Thompson chain, Thompson chain Bible. That's why I say everything in this Bible, Old Testament and New, has been discovered. Documented and discovered. So it ain't lying. Everything has been documented and discovered except the body or the DNA of Jesus. Now if you can dig up everything, you know they said dinosaurs but they lie. But if you can dig up everything or y'all still here in the house, dig up the whole Middle East that's what you, you know, if you go to Jerusalem, you know what I'm saying, you know, Christians go to Jerusalem, and you go to all the holy sites and everything, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're visiting places that the Bible makes mention of. And they found them. And they visit them. People go over, you know, that's what, that's what the trip to Israel is all about. I mean, they visit and see the ruins. Oh, y'all still hear all that kind of stuff. Because it has been discovered. You see them Jews over at that wall, right? On TV, and they be doing that. You know why they're doing that? At that wall? Yeah, yeah, but why are they doing it? Why are they doing it at the wall? You can do that anywhere. Why at the wall? Yeah, you said the welling wall. No, it ain't the welling wall. They're doing that because in the Bible, in 1st, 2nd Kings, the 1st, 2nd Chronicles, King David built a temple. Solomon built a temple for God in Israel. Are y'all still here in the house? And that temple was destroyed, destroyed in A.D. 70. Are y'all still here in the house? The only thing that's left of that temple is the wall. That's why they 
prayed and put took, put a, 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 a prayer request and everything in that wall. They're yeah. waiting for the temple to be rebuilt again. Are oh, y'all still here now? Yeah. But that's been there since King David. That's a historical fact. Okay. So that's the proof that the Bible is real is everything that's been discovered. How can you argue with history? And Jesus left, came back and showed himself alive after he had rose from the dead. And they dug up the whole Middle East, y'all saying they ain't found his DNA or any bones or anything else, and ain't no way it was buried. Now, how you gonna, how, I used to tell guys this all the time in the joint, I tell people this. Now, there's one thing that science could do, atheists and everybody, and they got the money and the technology. And if they did this one thing, one thing, they've been trying to do it. If they can do this one thing, every Christian in the world would tear up their Bibles. One thing, find the DNA of Jesus. That's all you got to do, find some bone, some ash, some DNA, you know what I'm saying, to prove that this is where he died and his stuff is still here. Every Christian would tear up their Bible. Because if his body is there, then he didn't rise from the dead and take it with him. Y'all still here now? Yeah. I mean, he rose from the dead and took his whole body with him because he showed us this is what's going to happen to you. He was the first, the Bible said, the first remaining brother. He first, he did it. He's risen. And he, and, I mean, he didn't just leave out his body. He left and took his body with him. Are y'all still here? Yeah. Now, all you got to do, that's, that's the gospel. Jesus died, was buried, rose again on the third day. Everybody dies. Everybody was buried. Nobody's risen from the dead. Are y'all still here in the house? Yeah. That's the gospel. And the gospel... He, the gospel does not hinge on the fact that Jesus died and was buried, because everybody died and everybody's buried, but the gospel hinges on the fact that he rose from the dead on the third day, just like he said he was going to do. That's what makes him God. That's what makes him a savior. That's what makes us believe that there's a heaven and a hell because he rose from the dead and ain't nobody else ever did it. You can go and find everybody's bones and everybody's DNA in the grave where they're at. But you can't find Jesus' bones or his DNA. Ain't no dust. Wasn't nothing left. He took everything with him. Now the world is full of geniuses, so-called. Scientists. Is that right? Y'all yeah. know the world full of scientists. Yeah. It's full of a whole bunch of folks that don't believe in God. They got plenty, I mean, got billions of dollars that don't believe in God and believe everybody who believes in God is a fool, is a dumb. Okay, fine. Find the body. In the discussion. Find the DNA. That way you can prove that he didn't rise from the dead, but you can't do that. Because he did. Are y'all y'all still here now? Now, you don't you, that's what the Bible said. But there have been folk that have seen Jesus. After that, now the Bible talks about a bunch of them that seen Jesus after he rose from the dead. Are y'all still here in the house? And I saw him myself. 
a cell house. Amen. Third floor. Amen. I forget my cell number, but I was in the middle of the cell block. Are y'all still here? Yeah. And Jesus stood in my doorway. Amen. I said he stood in my doorway. Now, just seeing Jesus don't mean nothing. Are y'all still hearing how just saying stuff don't mean nothing? It's what do they say? Because what they say lets you know whether it's God or some demon. You see somebody, something in your room talking about, I am your uncle. That's a devil. That's called a familiar spirit. I am your grandmother that died 100 years ago. That is a demon. Because you don't come back. Are y'all still hearing how those are demons? So when he appeared in my cell, all that bright light, if anybody ever been to Michigan City uh, back then, ain't no light on them cells. <laughs> Are y'all still here? That, that bright, it, no, it's not, not that bright. Amen. And it ain't what he, it ain't that the fact that he stood, it's what he said. Go out and build me a prison ministry. So y'all still here in the house? And then he left. Just that quick. Boom, just like that. Showed up, go out and build me a prison ministry. Boom, was gone. Now what you gonna do with that? Well, you don't have to. You can say, man, what kind of acid was that? <laughs> Boy, I need to give me some more of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Except I wasn't high for nothing. Or y'all y'all still here in the house? And I had a vision at the same time. I had a vision at the same time, just like Stephen was on the rooftop, and the Bible says Stephen went into a trance, and God showed him all kind of animals coming down and told him rise and eat. Well, I went into the same kind of trance. And the, while I was in the trance, Jesus showed me everything I already did. He showed me me being on every cover of all kind of magazines. He showed me being on all kind of television programs. He showed me being on radio. He showed me traveling the world. He showed me all that in a moment of time. And I hadn't been nowhere except Terre Haute Federal Penitentiary for leaving town. Scared of heights then. You probably couldn't have killed me to get me on the plane back then. But everything he showed me has come to pass. Not going to has already came to pass. Are y'all still here in the house? Now, so he did all that. So my point is, if there ain't no heaven, there ain't no hell, what was that? If it was a hallucination, it was a good one. <laughs> y'all see what I'm saying? I'm saying if it was a hallucination, it was a good one because it has caused me to live like I've been living. I've been saved 41 years. And I haven't had to work for nobody in the world for 40 and a half years. And ain't stole nothing. And ain't sold nothing. And ain't stuck up nobody. Are y'all still here now? I said, I ain't working 40 and a half years. I came out of work six months, and the same voice told me, quit your job. You can't work and do what I called you to do. And I ain't had a job in 40 and a half years. No kind of work at all except preaching the gospel. 
and I've raised five grown out of the house kids. Have houses, land. So now either, I mean, you can't, you, 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 you ain't no way in the world you can tear that apart. How are you going to tear that apart? I mean, if I didn't see him and I acted on him and I got all this, boy, give me another drink. Now, all this, I, I, why did he do that? So that I can tell you and others, Jesus is alive. There is heaven. There is a life after death. Even though the Bible says that I have experienced that. So either you can believe it and say, oh, no, I don't believe that. Okay, fine. Just die. And you will see. Or you can, like I tell people, now, you get your fire insurance. Amen. <laughs> you know, fire insurance. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know pray that Jesus Christ come to your heart just in case. Of, you know, because you don't never know when you're going to leave here. Right, right. That ain't my sermon, but you don't know when you're going to leave here. Right. I said, you don't know when you're going to leave here. We had a guy in here, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago. Wonderful guy. Love Jesus. Amen. Been doing good. Been doing good. Doing good. Doing good. I think he'd been here a couple years, something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. Been doing good. You know what I'm saying? A couple years, you know what I mean? We have a Bible study out here that he wasn't in here. So go on there and check his room. He's dead. No drugs. You know, they did a, came in and did all, you know, no drugs, no alcohol. I ain't talking about the last one. The last one was a young guy. He was, what, 28, 20, somewhat, was a young guy. What, Faulkner? Young guy. He just came in here one day. At night, y'all see I was reading this Bible before he went to reading this Bible in here. Y'all see what I'm saying? Went in there and laid down. The next morning went in there, he was stiff as a board. No drugs, nothing in the system. Young guy, just went on. Well, we had another one a little bit older than he, he was, y'all see what, three or four years before he did? Same thing, he just died in the room. I ain't gonna tell you which room he in. <laughs> y'all want y'all to feel nervous in this room, you know? <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah, huh? Yeah, Tim, you know, thank God he was saved. Yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't planning on dying uh, in Jesus' house. I mean, know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Maybe when he, you know, he wasn't planning on dying at all, you know. I mean, everything going right. Wasn't you drugs or anything. I mean, his family was, man, his family was just appreciative of us. You understand? Know because they know that the time he was here, a year and a half, something like that, his whole life had changed. And they knew that, he was, that his life was changed. They were glad. You know what I'm saying? That he came to the Jesus house, you know what I mean? And they knew what they knew he went to heaven when he left here because he loved Jesus. But he but I mean he when he laid down, I ain't scaring you, I'm just telling you real talk. Don't know why that. Uh I think somebody was saying he had sleep apnea, yep, that might have happened. Don't nobody know. And just like the other guy, no, they you know, no drugs or anything, no foul play or anything. You know what I'm saying? Just died, just went home. So why I said it, you don't know when you're going to leave here. That's what it's all about. Thank God for the cars, the house, the job, the girl, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. But where if you wake up in the morning and you ain't here, you don't want to be saying, oh my God, it's hot down here. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to be saying, man, boy, I know this night. 
<laughs> That's what it's all about, being saved. So if I die tonight, I know where I'm going. If somebody in my family died tonight, I'm going to make sure before they go that I lead them to the Lord. So whenever they go, I know where they're at. I know I'll see them again because I know heaven is a real place. So, angels get in people, demons do, and cause them to do their stuff. You can tell what type of demon is in a person by how they act. You know what I'm talking about? You know, an addictive spirit, a lustful spirit. Don't get those going to preach me, God. All those are demons. Now, the second part of your question, that's why I like questions. Will we judge angels? Yeah, the Bible said we will judge angels, but it won't be them. It won't be no demons because they ain't going to be in heaven. They ain't in heaven now. Demons ain't in heaven. They're down here. They're down here screwing up the world. That's why the world is not our enemy. The world is our mission field. They need Jesus. And the only way they're going to see Jesus is in you or me. The only way they're going to hear about How do you hear about Jesus? Are y'all still here? You, you, you didn't hear about Jesus uh, uh, out of the clear blue sky. Somebody told you. You heard. Faith comes by hearing. Somebody had, some human being had to communicate the gospel in a way that you could understand. Are y'all still here in the house? And then you made that decision. That's how everybody else got to hear about it. If you don't do it, don't get us going to preach really good. We hanging out with folks, not y'all, I'm just saying folks. Hanging out with all kinds of folks you know ain't saved. Girls and everybody know they ain't saved. How can you love somebody and let them go to hell? Excuse me, I'm going to say it again. How can you love that girl? Just can't, I mean, love that girl so much, you know what I mean? You're just going to let her go to hell. Because you don't want to tell her about Jesus. Because you don't want her to think you're a Jesus freak. You're just going to let her keep on go, going to hell. That's bad. That shows you how much you really care about the girl. So it ain't the girl, it got to be the lust. Hallelujah. And the lust, which is a demon spirit, hallelujah, has got you wrapped up. So you ain't going to say nothing about Jesus too hard because you don't want to lose that. I ain't named no names, I'm just saying. So you're gonna, you'll let the girl go to hell so you can get some of that. Boy, I'd hate to stand in front of Jesus and he said, why come you didn't? Tell her about me, and now she's in hell. Are you trying to get in here? <laughs> oh, boy, that would be a bad one. <laughs> you go on up there thinking Jesus is going to say, Well done, and he said, Well. <laughs> no, man, I'm going to make sure everybody. Who knows anything about me? The first thing I want them to think when they see me is Pastor Bumpers. That man knows Jesus. Because I'm going to share Jesus with everybody. Some kind of way. Drop a flat, drop a track down, you understand? They said something crazy. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to let them know I'm not the average guy. I'm not no, I'm literally about, I am not average. I am supernatural. And if they don't like Jesus, how can you be a friend of mine? Because I love me some Jesus. Why? He saved my life. He saved me from going to hell. Saved me from hitting the electric chair. I done said in a bunch of them since I've been born again. Boy, and I remember, boy, Lord, thank you, Jesus. When I go to right, the right up there, see right up there? That's Angola. Where that horse is down at the bottom right there? That's Angola. Up on top of there is where it's a lethal injection room. And Angola. Earl Burl Kane gave us a tour several years ago of all of all of uh, all of Angola. Went everywhere in Angola, all over there, ministered in there. And they allowed us to take our camera, the group out with Co Coalition of Prison Evangelists. That's how much clout we had. And he let us come and see that white bus right there. All of us coat members was in that bus right there. And and the warden had the head people drive us all around Angola and stopped at every place, gave us the tour, fed us and everything else that I'm talking about, and we and told us, bring your cameras. And boy, you know, prison you don't get no cameras in there. But all of us to take our, that's why I took all them pictures while I'm inside Angola taking the picture. And we went into the room, y'all saying, where lethal injection room out there. You could feel the demons in there. You could feel the oppression in there. So we asked them, can we pray? And they, they said, yeah. So we prayed. Y'all saying, in that, right over that thing there, prayed, y'all saying, uh, for the end, end of, abolish the death penalty. Y'all see what I'm saying? Cast these demons out. We prayed right in there and took pictures of it. I've been in Mississippi State Penitentiary and sit in the old lecture chair. They used to call it old Sparky. Is you want to see the lecture chair? Yeah, I want to see what I miss. Yes, I want to see it. Sit in the chair. I had to make sure nobody with hands. I want to see everybody's hands. <laughs> yeah, just in case somebody slipped. You know what I'm saying? No. You get over there. Get over there. Get over there before I sit in the chair. <laughs> no, so yeah, we'll judge angels. We'll judge the good angels. Now here's a, here's something for you. We are above angels. Okay, look at Hebrews. Am I doing all right tonight? Look at Hebrews chapter one. Hebrews chapter one. All right, Hebrews chapter 1, 11, page 1147 and verse number 14. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. says, are they not, he's talking about angels, are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Those are angels. Angels are sent forth to minister for you. They are your servants, you're not theirs. That's why the Bible tells you don't bow down to no angels. In the Revelation, y'all saying you'll see when the angels show up, y'all saying they start bowing and people bow down. The angels told them, no, don't, don't, no, 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 no. You don't bow down to angels. That's why I'm saying angel, ain't no angel gonna come in here or, or, or uh, appear in your room and ask you to bow down to them or reverence them. If you do, that's the devil. 
Angels are ministering spirits. Angels are our servants. We're not theirs. They minister for us. We don't minister for them. That's the spirit world. Angels go before you, protect you. Every believer, every believer, no harm can come to you when you're in God right. How you know that? There's a hedge of protection put around you according to the book of Job. If you're born again, God has put a hedge of protection around you. And the only way that hedge comes down, you pull it down. That's what happened to Job. Job pulled the hedge down out of fear and not knowing God. The angel, the, uh, Satan, Satan came and said, uh, God said, have you considered my servant Job? And, 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 and Job said, well, no, I can't get to him. You got a hedge around him. And God basically said, open up your eyes. The hedge is not there. Why wasn't the hedge there? Because he was operating out of fear. Job 3 and 25, Job said the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. He wasn't worshiping God out of a pure heart. He was worshiping God out of fear because he had some stuff. And he had heard that if you don't serve God, God take all your stuff, which is a lie. God puts sickness and disease and all that on you. So a lot of people serve God out of fear. And when you're serving God out of fear, the hedge is down. Fear is a motivator to the devil, just like faith is a motivator to God. No Christian should have fear. If you have fear, that's demonic. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. No Christian should have fear. We definitely should not have fear of dying. Satan will try to get on you. I, would, I, I had a flight. I, I, I've been to uh, Florida. You know, I tell everybody, you know, somebody got to suffer. You know, somebody got to suffer. So I went to Florida for a week to suffer. You know, you know, 75 degrees. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, somebody got to suffer all that heat. I was thinking about y'all and all that ice. <laughs> but... You understand? I flew down there two hours and a half or two hours and a half and it was like this all the way down. All the way down. Powerful man. All the way down. Satan tries to get in there. Boy, you're going to fall out of the sky. It's going to fall. This plane going to turn over. You know what I'm saying? That, that turbulence is going to tear the plane apart. You know what I'm saying? You know, he tried to get in. Amen. So you have no, no, no. Planes are built to withstand turbulence. They are. They ain't going down. It'll scare you. It'll make you think they're going down. <laughs> you know, I didn't have a block that and drop. You know what I'm talking about? Boy, you, boy, you grab everything then. You know, you grab stuff. <laughs> you, know, ain't nothing, you know, I come back like, what am I grabbing stuff for? Ain't nothing I can do. Just ride it out. Can't slow it down or nothing, just ride it out. Got my headphones on, turn my music on, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, ride it out. And it was like that going and it was like that coming back. But praise the Lord, brother got to do it. I'd rather spend two and a half hours in the flight than drive 18 hours. That's how long it is from here to Orlando. Hallelujah. <laughs> so angels 
or our ministry experience. So of course I released my angels. I command y'all to go out there, cold, you know, cool it down out there. You know what I'm saying? You know, I did all my stuff. I command this wind, this, this storm, I mean, this, these bumps to stop. You know, I got a little pause and start back up again. You know what I'm saying? But I was fighting all the way. <laughs> I wasn't sitting there. I was fighting. Releasing my angels. How many know what I'm talking about? Speak, I was speaking faith. Lord, get a pilot wisdom. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but yeah, fear always tried to come. You know, you got to fight it. Just like anger. Anger always tried to come. You know what I'm talking about? You got to fight it. All those are demonic spirits. You know what I'm saying? Trying to take you away from God. So all kind of stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? And you have to fight it. And your, your only weapon is the word of God. You can't fight it with alcohol. It gets worse. Hallelujah. Can't fight it with drugs. It gets worse. They win. Alcohol always wins. I'm going to say it again. It always wins. It's like in, 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 it's like AA. They teach you. If you ever was an alcoholic, you can't take a drink. Never. Don't get nervous, I'm preaching very good. Y'all went, y'all, I'm not, I'm talking to people on Facebook, you know, because I, I know, I know y'all went to AA in the joint, amen, and you went to NA in the joint, amen, and that's the first number rule. You are an alcoholic, and means you can never take a drink. Not one. Why? Because you're an alcoholic. You know, no, I really ain't no alcoholic. I can stop when I want to. I just don't want to. <laughs> so we prove the fact that you are an alcoholic, because you, not y'all, but I'm just saying, still drinking. And that's the point, y'all saying, once alcoholic, always alcoholic, unless you get born again and spirit filled and got your mind made up. Otherwise, you're going to keep on nipping and keep on nipping and keep on nipping and keep on nipping. And then the nipping going to have you nipping. Because you're going to be so high, I won't think nobody see you. <laughs> that's why they call house of spirits when you drink alcohol you pick up demonic spirits folks did do 90 percent of everybody in prison 90 percent of every crime that's committed is committed by somebody under the influence you hear that under the influence what that mean that means the drug was influencing their decision that means the alcohol was influencing their decision the drug and the alcohol are demonic spirits. They were influencing your decision, and that's why you did what you did, because that alcohol and that drug demon was ruling your life. And we did stuff under the influence of that. When I was sober, I was nice to everybody but me. What I mean by that, when I was sober, everybody thought I was nice, but on the inside, I was insecure. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't want to talk to nobody. Anti-social and everything. And I felt like it was because of them. It was me. Once I got the alcohol and uh, the drugs in me, boy, shoot, I got the gift of gab. <laughs> Friends with everybody. Just don't turn your head. <laughs> how, many, how many know what I'm talking about? Well, I was being influenced by a demon. I didn't think it was no demon. We don't think there's no demon. I mean, you know, everybody take a drink. You know, everybody socialize. 
No, everybody's influenced by devils. That's why they do that. And then, you know, how many, some of y'all didn't serve enough time. You know, I said a lot of folk in here, you know, campers. <laughs> well, don't get nervous now. I mean, you, you, you know, you say Putnamville, camp, you know, you say those are camps. Amen. You were in that Pendleton. There ain't no camp. Outside is a camp. Inside ain't no camp. Miami ain't no camp. That's penitentiary. Wallbash is penitentiary. Terre Haute penitentiary. And when you do time in them places, you meet all the folk that you hear about that ain't on the camp. They ain't gonna put them on the camp. Amen. I'm talking about the baby rapers. Don't get us to preach with good. The baby killers. You know what I'm saying? They don't go to the camps. So you don't see that side of the prison life. You don't see them walk miles. You know, you got to go to Pelton to see them crazy folk. Or Walbash or Westfield. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's where you see all them crazy folk. And if you've been there a while and you see a bunch of them, you don't want to live in there with them. But you ain't got no choice. How many know what I'm talking about? People in the camps, you understand? You know, I mean, you know, they don't see nothing like that. Because they ain't allowed to come there. They don't put them there. Hallelujah. What makes them people do stuff like that, man? You know how we think? How could somebody do something like that? Under the influence. It was drinking. Got a guy, he was here. At one time, we did have sex offenders here. Don't get those conflicts very good. Uh, I ain't gonna mention his name, but he did 20 calendars up there at, uh, at Pendleton. Well, I mention his name, everybody knew him from Pendleton. You know what I mean? He's, uh, you know, he had 60 for raping and killing the girl. What happened? He said he was high, got carried away. That's what he said. He was high, raping the girl, and got carried away and strangled her to death. Now, he didn't get all day because he copped out for 60. How many know what I'm talking about? But the prison is full of folk like that. Why, 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 how'd that happen? They was under the influence of drugs and alcohol. 90% of all crime happens because people are under the influence of drugs and alcohol. So how do people think they can escape by just keep drinking, keep drinking, keep drinking, nipping, nipping, nipping. Sooner or later, and that's how it always happens, sooner or later, you're nipping, and the devil will maneuver you into one of their spots. And some people, when they get when they get to drinking, they just get mad, you know, ready to feel like they can whoop everybody in the world. I'm serious. And so Satan will maneuver you into one of them situations. You know what I'm saying? So you drunk out there fighting, now you got to kill the guy. And then when you come sober, it's like, oh my God, what have I done? Too late. Influence. Hallelujah. So that's why we hard on it here. I'm trying to protect your life. Mine's is already protected. I could not function before I got saved without being high on something. I was a high freak. You know what I'm talking about? In a joint, I'm high on something. Nutmeg and coffee. I know y'all know nothing about that. See, if you ain't been paying attention, you don't know nothing about no nutmeg and coffee. That's like smoking a pile of dope. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I said nutmeg and hot coffee. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amosax. You just call them heart thumpers. Boy, you take them pills, you know what I'm saying? You all right till you get to the night. At night, you're in the dorm, 
and your, your heart, boom, boom, boom. They got why they call them heart trouble. You couldn't go to sleep because you just know you're going to die. <laughs> I don't know why it hit you at night. You know what I'm saying? When it gets quiet, call them heart, you know, they were, back in the day, they, we called them heart thumping. Boy, you take a handful of them, you run around pinching, you high all day till the night. <laughs> and night come, get quiet, before you hear your heart, man, you just know you're going to die. Heart thumpers. I was a high freak. Back in the day, Putnamville, y'all said, had a laundry. Y'all said all the clothes and everything were made for the joint. All the prison was made in Putnamville. I was there, and they had some stuff bar called some cleaning fluid. I learned how to press clothes there on the presser. Y'all clean it for it. Boy, you get a handful of that with the rag. Putnamville ain't like it, like it is now. You understand know what I'm saying? Didn't have any fence up there. All that was a yard. So when we got a new guy in, we used to have trees in Putnamville. We get over around the tree, you know, singing, boo, you know, harmonizing, you know, and we got a new guy in there. We put him in a circle, let him hit that rag. We got to keep the circle around Because if you don't keep the circle around he hit that rag, he's going to take straight off running down that hill. And everybody knows he's high. So you got to keep him in a circle. You know, he's trying to get out of there. Hold it, man, until he calms down. Boy, I was a, <laughs> I'll tell you, I was a high freak, man. Anything you get high on, I got high. And then come outside here, you know, you get into all kinds of trouble because you... So that's the reason why we're really, really hardcore on drugs and alcohol, trying to save your life. We know what to do. I know what to do. Steve knew what to do, man. He, he was camping out on the riverbank. You know that? Y'all don't know that, man. Steve was a crack addict. Y'all don't know that? He smoked dope and all that all down too because he was from the hippie generation. Amen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He's a hippie generation, had a big long, you know, and so he always did use drugs, and then he got a hold of crack. And crack had Steve so bad that he had a little tent, you know what I'm saying, on the canal. On White River, and that's where he hung out at. You wouldn't know him looking at him about now, would you? Crack addict went from successful businessman and Houses and cars and all that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying, to sleeping on White River in a homemade tent. That's what drugs will do for you. Under influence. And came to penitentiary, you know what I'm saying, because he considered prison would be it's better than sleeping out here on the bank. You know, like I said, prison, you know, back in my day, we always say a lot of guys didn't get caught, they got rescued. And prison rescued him because he got went there because it, it was better than camping out on the White River. And he didn't, and Jesus, Jesus wasn't lost, so you don't find Jesus. Jesus found him. Amen. Brought him out and restored everything back to him. Now he's still, now he's still a successful businessman. Don't get nervous because preaching very good. But it's because there ain't no influence. But if he was go back to shooting crack or whatever, he'll be right back on that same creek, if not worse. And I can duplicate that story over and over and over and over again. Man, my time is almost up. I thought I had another, got another hour. See, Kevin can tell you about that alcohol. See, Kevin was gangbanger, affiliated. So a lot of dope. I said so a lot of dope, but he was, he, but he did drink it, huh? Alcoholic. Every time he went to prison, it was from, you know, doing something crazy under the influence. 
ain't gonna tell on him, but one day when he had lived here for a while, then he left out and started drinking, came back and gave me a gift. <laughs> I knew then, I said, man, that guy is nuts. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, he, you know, I mean, he gave me a little gift, you know. Yeah, I mean, what was a little little brass? I think he thought it was copper, little copper, uh, 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 uh typewriter about that big, wrapped up. I mean, like a gift. I'm thinking, Bob, get ready to get some guy. Well, what is this? I told, told him, man, that guy is the lost his mind. You know, I mean, it was it was such a it, it blew me away. I kept it. I kept it. You understand? Know I, I I checked him on it well, about three, last year. I said, man, what you give me this for? And he let, let me know he was drunk, you know. <laughs> but he thought that was an excellent gift because it was it was copper. Oh, yeah, I mean, am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? Yeah, he gift drafted. Rather than take it to the junkyard, I guess he said, I'm going to give it to Pastor Bum because it's copper, it's worth some money, you know. <laughs> but I'm saying, people do all kind of crazy stuff, you know, under the influence, man. So... We don't, you know, I want y'all to make it, man. Uh, I'm closing with this. You know, I belong to a group called Coke, you know what I'm saying? We need, we need, more, we need some more, con, more, more ex-convicts. That's where I was at, you know what I'm saying? Coke, uh, which is Coalition of Prison Evangelists. People watching by Facebook can Google that. You know what I'm saying? Coalition of Prison Evangelists. I'm a board member. It was founded by Frank Constantino and Johnny Moffitt. Johnny Moffitt was a one percenter. I just let y'all know. I, got, I know a lot of one percenters. Outlaws. Were outlaws, one percenter, hated black folk. It's Black History Month. They're my best friends now. Hallelujah. God can change anybody's heart. And so they founded Coke as a fellowship for fellows. It's a fellowship for ex-convicts uh, and ministry. Shall saying it does all that. And so that's what we. That was our international conference down in Orlando. Had uh, people there uh, uh, shared his testimony. Brother from Honduras didn't speak no English. But had it interpreted, then you got them phones that interpreted for you. He had a phone that interpreted for you. Uh, you know, saying he was off into the gangs and everything in Honduras, and he said uh, because of collateral damage. You know, see what I'm saying? He can kill at least fifty folk. Fifty. Cause that was his job. You know, saying he was a hitman, and when he went to blow up somebody's house, it made a difference who's in there. You know what I'm talking about? So everybody in the house, he's killing everybody in the house. And so he's credited, you understand, as being responsible for the death of 50 folk, which he called collateral damage. But then he met Jesus in the Honduras prison. You know what I'm saying? Now he got one of the biggest prison ministers over there. They have crowds, you know what I'm saying, up to, up to five or 6,000 people, you know what I'm saying? Highly respected because everybody knew who he used to be. You know what I'm talking about? So, I mean, doing a phenomenal job in, in Honduras. Had people there from Canada. You know what I'm saying? Some of them been here. They went up there, seen what we was doing here. Went up there. They started a Jesus house in Canada. Didn't work. Because their concept was they wanted to have has a land. They built a place on some land. You know what I'm saying? Their idea was get guys that's been locked up a long time and let them come to the farmhouse and build, you know, and, you know, and play with the cows and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I didn't tell him. No, I didn't tell him it wasn't gonna work. You know, guy been doing twenty years. Boy, he don't want to. He want to get out and be around some folks. Uh, he been around convicts out for 20, 20 years. What do he want to be way out somewhere? You know, away from everybody in the city. 
man, that just might well be in another camp. So they see that it didn't work. So now they're working on getting something in the inner city. You know what I mean? Where people is, man. People been locked up, want to be around folks, right? But that's what's going on.